You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. And with that, the crisis on Infinite Earths comes to an end. We survived. <laughs> We're not all on the same planet. We're not all on the same Earth, but we're pretty close now. And we, yeah, we're not all on the same planet. I mean, Argo is still out in the out floating around in the in the, in the space. So, yeah, we just finished the the final two episodes of Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW, and I just had to say, wow! Like, I am happy with the ending. I could be happier, right. but I am I am totally satisfied with that. So, uh. We this is it. This is Geekly Media's after pot after show podcast for the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event that took two months, five episodes, and two Geekly Media shows to to take care of. <laughs> I'm Mitch, and with me is Chris. Hey, everybody. So we did part four and part five right after uh, watching the show. We came we came up here to to record, and I think the first thing we definitely have to talk about is Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah, that is like, I, I, I'm like, wow, you know, because now I wonder if when they do the Flash movie, is there an invitation to Grant Gustin to come in and be like, hey, let's let's keep this, let's put that vibe out there. I, I feel know? like there almost has to be, right? I mean, they, they I smart. guess, once again, they they reiterated that the the Flash movie is going to be a version of Flashpoint. Some kind of version of Flashpoint. Yeah, that's true. They were talking about that, but you're right that they put that emphasis on some kind of. So it's like, okay, well, you're taking because there's only two Flashpoints that I know of. Okay, there's the big Jeff Johns one that took us from post crisis to New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. and the second one, which also involved Flash, was the Elseworlds Flashpoint, where Barry was shot by a bullet and was basically confined to a wheelchair, but he still used his super speed and super or his super his super speed and his fast intellect to help out with things. Mm. It was a three part mini series uh, Elseworlds, but back in oh god, like honestly, maybe late nineties, early two thousands. Barry? Yeah. Oh, Elseworld. Yeah, Elseworlds, yeah. Uh, okay. That's interesting. Um, but if they did decide to do a the Flashpoint and bring in another Can we can we talk about the fact that Ezra Miller's Flash doesn't know that his name is The Flash? Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, like honestly, I think the last time I watched Justice League was probably in theaters. Yeah, I haven't watched so it since like, then. I don't think either. Did he just like? Did they do that whole thing in the movie where it's like, "Hey, Clark, what, Bruce?" You know, did they do that? So like, Barry. I guess like, they just guess called just, him Barry. They never called him the Flash. They never called him the Flash, and we know that the only reason why he has the symbol is because Luther gave him the symbol. And yeah right. Like Dawn Luther of Justice. Is the one like oh, well, I'll have all these files. I don't know. That's, that was all just very weird. Well, there's uh, the Snyder cut, which will clearly <laughs> explain. <laughs> oh everything. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I that was interesting, and the fact that Barry, our Barry, or the CW's Barry, <laughs> yeah. was like, uh, this doesn't make any sense. You shouldn't exist. You're outside of the or you know with what happened, and so that, I mean, I guess that means the DCEU is outside of the universe, outside of the multiverse. I don't know. I guess I find that one hard to like to wrap my head around because to me, I, I guess like it's like well, if Superman the movie, Christopher Reeve merged into Brandon Routh's Superman Returns, yeah, which took some liberties from Kingdom Come, the comic book. I mean, nothing should be outside of the realm of the imagination. But yeah, they did kind of make it feel like that the DC movie verse, for lack of a better term, was something different altogether. Like, yeah, because that was the first place he went, right? Yeah, I mean. Our Barry, yeah, or CW's C-dub, Barry, yeah, C-dubs. They, yeah, I mean, he was running around inside that Speed Force memory of Oliver Queens, okay, right, and so. he ended up in Star Labs. But then he was like, 
is it's not our star labs i don't know it was weird so it was all just very strange so i guess that would mean that Oliver at some time point went to the DCU DC movie universe. I think he's going to lobby for that. He's like, Hey, I don't want to do the show all my life, but you all still haven't casted movie arrow. I'm your guy. <laughs> I have experience. Yeah. It's on my resume. I can do this. <laughs> you have failed these movies. <laughs> There's that. I mean, that it's all, it's all very strange. Well, I mean, you get to the end of the episode, and I know we're skipping ahead, but you get to the end of the episode, and oh my god, all the extra, you're going with all the extra Earths, right? Yeah, Oliver, yeah, or Stephen Amell as Oliver as the Spectre does a voiceover where he is, you know, talking about how the worlds came or the Earth birth of the multiverse, bro- both birth of rebirth of the multiverse, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's a better way to phrase it because uh, we have how we see it all combine become zero then explode into the, the, the multiverse. And then um, uh, you have, was it earth two, which is the, uh, Star Girl. the yeah. yeah, star girl world, which we know star girl is going to be coming out here pretty soon. Now I love the fact I like, I honestly was just expecting, Oh, okay. Maybe we'll see star girl or I think maybe somewhere I I'd seen that, like a frame of stripe so i was like okay we'll yeah. see the, the, the robot suit the fact that they threw in other jsa'ers dr midnight our man uh wildcat and uh um, stripe stripe that blew my mind yeah like i was like okay this is cool i mean i remember when they were casting for that show it, it definitely seems like it's going to take place in two different time periods that's how that's how, that it's, was my interpretation yeah it's as well. the like present the and then there's and, the 40s yeah yeah which would work because then it's kind of neat that you could show both versions. Well, so what's interesting? I'm guessing it's not going to be the 40s anymore. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to date those heroes back to World War II. Especially Stripe. Stripe's supposed to be the sidekick to uh, uh, Star Spangled Kid, right? Yeah. From the 40s. But even then, they played it that way in the comics. And uh, yeah. you remember reading JSA? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Stripes. Stripesy didn't look like an old old person he was just like hey you know like he probably looked like a dude in his late 40s maybe 50s yeah you know so I it's like well how true. does that but then again you know i mean these are super heroics you know it's like yeah sure there's the story Infinity where form, they, yeah. they killed the uh the 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 empire of tears and the as the rain fell on them it gave them youth <laughs> you know some silly stuff but but yeah it definitely i don't think the emphasis on world war ii will be there no so you have that you had uh was earth it nine was it i think it was earth, next? Off top was earth nine the next one okay we got earth two uh, earth nine which is where the titans are swamp thing is on earth 19 i'm guessing that's because uh it came out in 2019 the show um uh, yeah. doom patrol is on earth 21 which that was the big one and see i think now this that's a problem that they're going to face are that they've given the DC universe app shows because with the CW, it's like, okay, well we have legends arrow and flash all in the same world and Batwoman, They decided, Hey, let's put it on that world. So that's smart. Supergirl was ABC or NBC. I forget. It was CBS. CBS. But it, it came right straight right. over then, to CBS. When it came CW. over and then it was like, okay, well let's, let's play with that. But obviously crisis did a good job of fixing it. So she's on their world. Right. So easier crossover explanations. Uh, and then same thing. It's like, Hey, let's take uh, black lightning's world and bring it in as well. Right. But now I feel with them because didn't we even have an episode like on, didn't some like, I, I think I have a memory of the Titans and Doom Patrol meeting or something. So in the first season of Titans, that's right. They had the, an episode. They of, had an episode yeah. where Beast Boy, Beast Boy and Raven. Gets, gets yeah gets involved with the Titan or yeah, with the Doom, the Doom Patrol. Patrol. But see in that one, uh, your Niles was a different actor. Niles Cauldron called Calder called. I thought it was Cauldron, but I could it's be not, Calder. I don't think, yeah, so I'm it's Niles, a, Niles. So the Professor. Yeah. Uh, is it what, is it the Professor? What's his name? Nice. Anyways, uh, he the chief. <laughs> the chief. That's what it okay, is. Yeah. Uh, when he it was played by a different actor, and he was also the villain. That's so true. When Doom Patrol came along, you had a new uh, a actor. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Dalton playing Niles, and that makes sense. I guess is like it's 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 he had a lot of the same characters, just like we saw in. The Christ on Infinite Earth. Well, you play a multiverse. Of yeah, them. yeah. So, but uh, but again, to me, I'd rather them just write up a goofy plot point. Mm-hmm. But when you separate them, now that's going to suck because, 
They don't play. Yeah, they don't play because now it's like, well, now we'll never have a crossover between those shows. I yeah. Mean, Swamp Thing just, it sounds like that just vanished, which is a shame because I've heard nothing but good stuff about the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, it, like the separation of all that, like I said, to me, I just feel like that's going to be a problem down the road for that. But, you know, it, it's nice that they got rec- recognized. I mean, uh, that's a cool part. Yeah. You know, so then you had uh, Green uh, the Earth twelve, which was the Green Lantern Earth. Yeah, the Ryan Reynolds movie. But Earth. see, that was in two thousand eleven when that movie came out. So I don't. I wonder if they're saying this is two thousand tw- or this is twelve because it's a sequel to that kind of thing. I, you know, I I don't know if numbers matter anymore. Like, I mean, again, we, we there's all kinds of fish in the dark. Right. We're fresh off the show. Mm-hmm. So how does twelve happen? And you're right. Yeah, the movie was two thousand eleven. Uh-huh. Gosh, that's crazy. That was nine <laughs> years ago. Uh, well, you know, getting to be nine years ago, um, 12, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they play with that. Like, okay. Uh, cause there was no other 11s, huh? They could have used her. I, I don't think so, but huh. I'm guessing that that's going to be where the HBO max green lantern show is going to take place. Ooh, you know, it could be interesting. What if that's what it is? Is like they're the style might stick because we didn't see any costume lanterns. Right. right. We just saw Oa and the symbol. Uh-huh. So you're right. Maybe it's like, hey, we could use that stock footage. And then you're right. <laughs> 2012 will be the CW, not CW, uh, the HBO Max right. GL world. Yeah. Huh, okay. And then uh, was it the Brandon Ralph as Superman, but not wearing the. Yeah. So the black King has been Con- replaced right, with yellow. And it's. And it's. It, he he gets his suit, but with the proper sized S. You know what yes. I mean. So, uh, but that was uh, Earth ninety six, and we 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 said that was correct the last time, right? I believe so. Even though, oh, because it was Kingdom Come. Yeah, Kingdom Come. That's yeah, why. That's right. Yeah. So we had we had though those Earth show up, and we got an idea that you know there is a multiverse again, but all of our heroes from the CW exist on what is now called earth prime and we both had an issue with that because in the christ on infinite earth earth prime is where superboy prime comes for people who read comic books where existed yeah this is our earth that's the earth that technically we live on yeah but they should they have called it new earth I see that would have been like i mean unless they got some plans but you're right new earth is what it should have been because like when okay, I'm trying to remember. I'm tr- I'm going to try to go back to 1986 um, when Crisis happened because I I will say this. I do love the fact like if you read the original Crisis 12 issue maxi series, I think it's issue 10 is the big showdown between the Spectre and the Monitor, the Anti Monitor. So that was cool that we actually did see that in some fashion. You know, Ollie Spectre versus him. So I was like, that's a really cool callback. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last two issues kind of dealt with the ramifications of everybody waking up. And it's like, yeah, you know, Barry and, or sorry, Jay and Wally, remember, like, Jay always lived down the street. What are you yeah. talking about, this vibrational stuff? So then, of course, Golden Age Superman was like, what? I don't exist? This is ridiculous. So I love that that struggle kind of carried on with some of the characters, like the Paragons are like, why do we remember everything and everybody else is just cool with it? So I thought that was neat that they took that element. Um, and I do like the fact that the fifth part five of this did it played with that um it was kind of a bummer though that the anti-monitor was such an easy takedown both times yeah so yeah that was kind of a bummer so okay let's get let's get into that yeah uh, the the whole third episode or fourth episode i'm sorry fourth episode which was an arrow episode was that right was yeah it? part four was arrow and then, and then yeah part five was legends. legends that's right so yeah the part four was arrow and i mean obviously you have to have Stephen amell comes back he's even though his oliver queen has died he is now the specter he has has a lot to do with uh what's going to happen he's he's either helping out the heroes to stop uh the anti-monitor or in this case he actually has to fight the anti-monitor and the power they went to the trope of blue beam into sky <laughs> like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fault them it's it's a sci-fi trope it's definitely a comic book superhero movie trope like look at look at a lot of the comic oh, superhero yeah. movies there's a blue, big blue beam shooting into the sky but that represented like all the power that was the specter going up against the anti-monitor now why the specter 
Like you said, it was in the in, in the comic the book. So Christ, why yeah. why why use that character? Well, so the way it was supposed to be is because the monitor killed all those people. Right. The anti-monitor, sorry. The anti-monitor killed all those people. And the Spectre is about retribution, you know? So it's like, I will fight these, I will fight for those people that died. So, of course, being a cosmic scale, that's, you need that, you know? Because it's like, okay, when Galactus shows to town, well, you need Silver Server because he's a, he's a pretty good uh, character to go up against him, so that's what the specter represents. He's he's very vastly powerful, um, so you know. And plus, you could see that giant size forces fighting it out, you know, because that's one of the tough things. It's like, you know, you're you're there as like some guy who shoots arrows, and it's like I have giant twenty feet men fighting. <laughs> well, luckily, the guy who shoots arrows becomes one of those twenty feet. That's men. true. How do you feel watching watching Arrow? Okay, you, you you've you've been a fan of the show. How do you feel about this progression for Ollie to be the Spectre? I, I mean, I think it was it definitely was interesting. Um it, it gave me a lot of how Jordan as a Spectre kind of feels, obviously. <laughs> and you, you see how they decided like a, a lot of things came together for this to work because one, he like uh, Stephen Mel wants to be done with the show. That's yes. that's one thing. Yeah. Uh two he, you know, he, he, they, they needed a specter because that was part of the crisis. Yeah, they needed someone with that kind of power bringing the specter. You need, and then the fact that Oliver or the arrow, green arrow, wears a hood, <laughs> it transitioned into a big old cloak. Yeah. you know, for the specter, which was it's kind of like the specter's outfit in the in the comic books, but kind of not. You know, yeah. it's 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 right right around there. For the show, like it, it's fine. Like it, it's fine. I would have wanted something else, I think, but it's fine. <laughs> now, do you see either of those specters popping up in the future? Both, uh, I forget the gentleman's name who played Jim Corgan. Yeah, I don't. Do you see him popping? up? I doubt we'll ever see that that actor come in. I doubt we'll ever see Jim Corgan come in. Mm-hmm. I do think they left a great window open so that Stephen Amell can pop in and you know I could see at the end of the first season of Green Arrow and the Canaries which is the spinoff show with uh Cat McNamara playing the new Green Arrow like he shows up at the season finale and is like hey I'm your father I'm here to help kind of thing you know like he can definitely do that now. yeah well that's it's nice yeah you get those guest appearances you can pop in I'm proud of you I've seen you grow or, yeah hey we're having another crossover okay I'll come play. <laughs> I'm super freaking powerful <laughs> and in, I'm, I'm sure at this point Stephen Amell is a producer on a lot of this stuff too so oh, that's a good point I mean he started out the, the Arrowverse it, it was him so yeah. it's, it just makes that much sense um, what about you? How, I mean, not watching the show, how do you feel about Oliver Queen becoming the Spectre? So it's always, it, I mean, it's unprecedented. Uh, you know, I, we've never seen, like, we've seen the, the Ollie interact with the Spectre because of Hal Jordan's right. tie. Um, I mean, it was a direct reason why he came back to life yeah, after dying. You know? So, I mean, to me, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, and you mentioned that, you know, like Ollie... Arrow is a killer. Like he's killed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, I guess I just, I, it, it was, is the right term MacGuffin? Like it was, it was something forced to make something happen. So right. it just, it didn't feel natural because, like, did Ollie need redemption? No. Like he's, he's he perfectly it. content with yeah. his life. Uh, he doesn't feel remorse for it. Like, I mean, I, and even then, if he were to face his judgment, I wouldn't say he's a bad guy. So he didn't need redemption. Um, was there a reason why Jim Corrigan couldn't have stayed playing the Spectre? No. You know, it wasn't like he was like, I'm dying. The anti-monitor has done something <laughs> to me. I have to pass this on to you. Like, it was just an event to happen to make it. Like, right. the outcome is great. But the story to get to it was just kind of weak. So yeah. that that's that's my stand on it. I mean, like I said, I think it's neat because now, yeah, like, a, you know, you can have Stephen Emil come in and play Arrow anytime in these crossovers. But at the same time, when you're dealing with time travel, you could have just plucked them anyways and it would have <laughs> been okay. 
Um, it's a neat little thing. It's uh, of course I'm always in the the market for more heroes up there. So the reason I was hopeful was maybe that actor, maybe he will find himself on that uh, Star Girl show as Jim Corbin. That would be that would you know, be pretty to cool. Me, that's you know don't toss him aside. Maybe so. he's the one in the past during the 1940s. That's that, what I hope. Yeah, like cool. he's he's the classic Spectre. I think that'd be that'd be fun stuff. So I hope I hope we see more of him. So jumping ahead to the end of the second episode, the Legends. I mean, we're, we'll, we're going to jump around a lot, in this, right? Yeah. But just jumping ahead because we're talking about Oliver Queen. So we get the funeral, so to speak, of Oliver yeah. Queen, and I had an issue with this. Okay. One, you have the president on the TV talking about Oliver Queen made a great sacrifice because he was the Arrow. He was Green Arrow. He was Arrow, whatever, right? Right. And I know in Green Arrow, or I'm sorry, Arrow, the TV show, everybody knew his identity. Like they, it was public. Oh, okay. Point. I didn't yeah, know that. Okay. Yeah, up to that, up to the, up to now, it's now public because like last season, he just he went to jail, uh, and you know, for being Green Arrow and stuff like that. So when. The president saying that I would rather them her just kept saying Green Arrow sacrificed his life. Green Arrow, you know, I know it's Oliver Queen, right? You know it's Oliver Queen. All the viewing audience knows it's Oliver Queen, but I just feel like I wanted them to pay more respect to the costume, to the name, to the mantle than than to the man. Like it, it goes back to Batman Begins. Like a man can be killed, a man can die, a man can be corrupted, uh-huh. but an idea is more powerful and the green arrow could be the, the idea. It could have been the thing. And, um, when they get to the actual funeral and you have Sarah and Barry and, you know, Kara coming walk up, especially when Barry's like, you brought out the best in everybody kind of thing. Like I get it. They're kind of doing funeral for a friend. They're, they're, they're talking about, yeah, Superman's thing. Both in the comic books and in the show, that's not this Ollie. Like, I know that the show and the comic books are two completely different Ollies, yeah, two completely two different, different Green Arrows. arrows. Yeah, yeah. Neither one of them would have wanted this. Neither yeah. one of them would be the person that inspired. Now, I know we're, we're also talking about, like, fourth wall breaking uh, production-wise because that's... It's it's Stephen Amell as, as Arrow is the one that started off this world, this television world kind of speak and so they're trying to pay homage to that but i think you could have done this differently like i don't i'm not saying just like forget him but like you could have been like i think you should have said things that fit more with the character more of what was being yeah like they're they're putting him on a pedestal that he didn't live on right and he wouldn't have wanted to yeah, he never did because he he's like at the very least. So that is the one element of Oliver that did shine through is he's gonna do him. Mm-hmm. You know, Ollie is a big jerk, but he's the jerk that's got you. Yes, exactly. And so the thing is, it's like, hey, if I gotta do this, I don't care if you like it or not. It's just this is what I deem I gotta do. And the way they sell him, it's like, no, he was so noble, he was you know <laughs> self sacrificing and da da. It's like that's not Ollie. That's not either version of those Ollies. I mean, um, he's self sacrificed. Well, he's self sacrificed, but that, you know. Yeah. But I guess it's not one of those things where it's like, like he's not. I I guess it's fine because I find myself looking at it and I was thinking. Like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, I guess. You know, it's the same thing where it's like, when you say goodbye to Robert Downey Jr., right. we're not saying goodbye to <laughs> Iron Man. So I feel in the exact same presence. It's like, holy cow, you know, like talk about such symmetry between these two things. Because, yes, the Marvel Cinematic Universe will go on, but from Iron Man to uh, Endgame, that story is done. Mm-hmm. And now it kind of feels the same thing from the pilot episode of Arrow to what we just watched with Legends. Oliver's that is done. done. That chapter is done. So, I mean, there's there's a lot to it. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's it's better to look at it from the fourth wall break than it is from the character break, which is a shame because it shouldn't have been that way. Like, you can definitely find ways to dovetail them, but still keep respecting what the character is that you created. Yeah. 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 I, I So... With that, they place his costume in a new Hall of Justice or Hall of Heroes, or yeah, well, it is the Hall of Justice. We saw this. Yeah, it looks like it. it the, the music was there from Super Friend, where, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Hall of Justice first appears, but you're right; they didn't specifically say. Well, uh, it it showed up the first time it showed up was that they used that uh, area was the crossover two years ago, not Elseworlds. Uh, the one right before Earth Crisis, X? Crisis on Earth X, I think. 
I think it might. Have I think it one. was Christ on Earth X is when they used it. I don't think it was the the invasion one. It might have been the invasion one. Maybe because it'd be like a big old room for heroes to gather in. Yeah, because yeah, it was the invasion one because that's when they he first met Kara, uh-huh. and it was aliens versus aliens and stuff like that. I think uh, I'm not sure, but anyways. They used it for that one, and it's it's obviously the outside is modeled to look like the Hall of Justice from the Super Friends cartoon, and now that's what we got. We have the building of the Justice League in the CW Arrowverse, Berlantiverse, whatever you want to call it. Um, our normal Justice League is what seven characters, right? It's yep, the classic seven: the Flash, Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Uh, Aquaman and Martian Manhunter. Yep. And oh wait, how did I fit? Did I say Green Lantern? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't have the we don't have the Green Lantern. Nope. We don't have Wonder Woman. So we have Supergirl, Batwoman, uh, Superman, Superman, Martian Manhunter, Black Flash, Black Lightning. And they had a placeholder for Green Arrow. Green Arrow. But was there another person? I think there was. Uh, oh, you said Black Canary or White Canary? Yeah, Sorry. that's true. So Cassie. we still have seven, but uh, I guess there's an eight, eighth placeholder, like you said. Yeah, for this one. Like, I mean, it's it definitely... I'm guessing the only reason why they put in Superman is because he's going to have a show. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because you're going to tie that into it. Yeah. You know? Which, speaking of, Super Sons? Sons. There like, are two of them. The, the, like, in my mind, I was kind of thinking, like, when she says, oh, it's the boys, I was like, are they going to tie in the Amazon show? <laughs> the f- oh, that's funny. <laughs> that could have been funny. But then it's like, and even he was like, wait a second, boys? Was he? he okay. No, technically, he's not. He wasn't a paragon, so he should. He should know everything. Yeah. As it played out, he would have been recreated with the multiverse and, and mm, lived that. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, speculation on that. Who do you think? Jonathan and Connor? Jonathan and Joel? I think so with it being that like you know maybe this is where it plays up because like I was saying like oh it would have been neat if Luther so the we we discover the origin of the anti monitors because the monitor Norvar something like that yeah something like that like so Nor Nor goes in there and then thus creates the anti monitor so the whole Morbius thing didn't even happen no and it was funny because they did name drop I was reading an article and they did name drop oh Dark Side War like we're gonna we're gonna explore that origin and that was the first time we see that origin right you know because essentially they were both born at the same time right Uh, so there's different but now they took part of crisis on Earth's origins with Krona going back in time, yeah. but they decided to make it so that it's uh, the monitor before he had the monitor name going back in time yeah, to so now, the dawn of time. And because he's there, it creates the anti-monitor. Yep. And unleashes that. Um, so like, I thought it would have been neat that if Luther had tricked Nor and was like, Hey, let me go in there. And then thus he creates Alexander Luther. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess that's my think. I like because were there any other babies born that were shot in space in this in this lineup of stuff? Did we see on the other? Because if like otherwise, I think that might just be the way to play it. Is yeah, it's Alexander Luther and Jonathan Kent, and that could be worthwhile to see that happen. But I just don't know how you how you stuff a Luther baby in there if there was no thing. Uh, I can't remember if there were any other babies born in the scenario. You know, and maybe that's how they play it is just the fact that it's like, well, this is not antimatter per se, but like that evil Earth three version of it, you know. Um, so I think it's gonna it's gonna be a new character. It's just something brand new. So yeah. we have and I think that's no clue the, what to draw from. It's the best way they're gonna have to do it because it's supposed to be, you know, them and and I, I don't know if they're gonna be in Metropolis or they're gonna be in Argo City or what, but like obviously we need they, a lot of the <laughs> Sorry to say, but a lot of the Superman stories that you know from the comic books right. have been used in Supergirl. So now yeah. you have to come up with new stories. Yeah, it's like, oh, best way take? to do it, give them two sons. Yeah. Well, what could be interesting too, I guess one one other child that popped in is maybe he's one of the Zods. So maybe he's that Christopher Kent. That could be that pretty they cool had him for a while. So he's torn between being a Zod, but then being raised by Kent's. Kent. Yeah. You know. Okay. So uh, we have that. We have Sarah. Diggle coming back to life. Now you got excited about that. I don't know what any of that means. So enlighten me. <laughs> so okay, uh, back before Flashpoint that we had in the Flash uh, show, 
You had um, wait, they did Flashpoint on the Flash show. Yes, the third Ooh, season. So now you got to go back and watch that. But that was see just how that it leaks. was only one episode. It was very disappointing. Don't oh, go back okay. and watch it because <laughs> uh, I was wondering, like, hey, maybe that's some groundwork for the movie, and there's a slight connection. It is not, but that's just like being hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> thinking of how. To so make yeah, happy. at the end of the second season of Flash, I think it's the second season. Uh, you know, his father dies, and because his father dies, he decides to go back in time and save his mother, which then will stop his father from dying. And because of that, you get the episode that is Flashpoint. You come back from Flashpoint. Oh, so I guess you can go back even further. You have you you saw it in this episode, one of these episodes in the first episode. You saw where Diggle and uh, Katie Cassidy as Laurel Lance were uh-huh. standing over Sarah Lance's body. She gave up her life, right? Okay. Well, when in the originally when she gave up her life like that. Diggle and his wife uh, named their daughter that she that she had Sarah after her because she sacrificed herself and it was very noble. Came back, come back from Flashpoint, and all of a sudden they don't have Sarah anymore. They have John Diggle Jr. They have a son. Okay. No memory of having a daughter. No remorse about it. So, you know, people are always like, "Oh, we just erased a whole child, and no one's going to do anything about it." Honestly, I thought that that was going to be. The reason why his wife, and I don't know why I'm blanking on her name yet again, because I did it last time we talked about She's Harbinger, but yeah. She's Harbinger. Uh, I thought that was the reason why she would become Harbinger, because the monitor would have promised her, hey, I can give you your daughter back, and here are all the memories of you having a daughter. Right. But that didn't happen. But now, both. They have both kids. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty interesting. Might be the reason why, you know, Diggle isn't part of Arrow, or Green Arrow and the Canaries, when that show pops up and i could be at peace huh? yeah he's like I, I gotta i gotta retire i got two kids to take care of actually he's got three kids to take care of you gotta take care of connor hawk a young connor hawk the son of bronze tiger <laughs> so uh that was a big change i mean we have everybody on one earth now luther luther is a good man is a good man the everybody knows man. knows him as a great person he's no longer dead on on this earth he's uh not a villain he hasn't been to prison he's receiving the nobel peace prize obviously he's a paragon so he has all the memories of everything that happened i wonder if john john crier is going to be on supergirl more now or if he's going to be on the superman lois show i feel like he is i feel like that's all that did was just open the door to say hey you know, when you want to come in, you can do you can do episodes, you can guest star, you can play as this character, you mm-hmm. can have a reoccurring role if you want. So it's like, hey, why not? I mean, the guy he loves to act, you know. And yeah, he's like a lot of people, which is blowing my mind. I'm not. This isn't a knock, but it's like a lot of people are like this is one of the best iterations of Luther that's been seen. A lot it's of people like, have wow. been saying that. And I don't agree with it. Yeah, I don't necessarily. Like, I mean, to me, I, like Kevin Spacey had a great grasp of Luther. Um, I, I just. I, I feel I, like his Spacey or Spacey's Luther was just redoing Gene Hackman's. Luther. Well, I feel like he did Gene Hackman's, but a little bit darker. I mean, I don't know. When you it shank Superman, <laughs> you get some credit in my book. Well, okay, then he was uh, Gene John Shea did a good Luther in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Yeah. I, thought he did I loved Luther. his Luther, but yeah. that was, again, that was my first Luther. Yeah. So. <laughs> a sweet spot. <laughs> it, it, it does. I mean, there's always Clancy Brown's Luther. Which was the animated series, and that's true. Uh, well, it's a great voice, but it's a great voice. I, you know, I mean, I love Superman the animated series. I think that's one of the best. Like, you watch what is it like the first three episodes, the the pilot origin beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's one of the best uh, Superman origin stories ever. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I definitely, I, we're gonna see more of John Cryer. He's not done playing that character. Um, uh, was it Black Lightning is a part of the world, which is I think that's going to be so cool that it opens up so many doors. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Martian Manhunter not wearing the Martian face. But you know what was goofy? What was that? So he says that right. They're like, oh, this looks different. He's like, new world, new look. Yeah. But then the minute he starts flying, what does he do? Martian Manhunter's up. And yeah. It's like, then it wasn't new. I mean, I don't know. Was there a I detail think, in the costume that I missed? Was there a color in the I costume? Think, I think there might have been. I think that X that they had on his chest was a little bit different now, especially since they used it as the the, the back the back of the seat. Yeah. But other than that, I, I'm pretty sure the reason why his face is green when he's flying around is because it's easier to animate that well, than it, him. And it's it's already, they already have it saved. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> stock footage of it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, that's yeah, that was definitely there. Um, stepping back a second with Black Lightning. Does he have the memory 
of watching his world and his children die? I would say yes, because Martian Manhunter had that oh, memory and he man. gave it to him. That's jacked up. I mean, honestly, I don't think it was a good idea for Martian Hannon just going around giving everybody memory, like, like just implanting memories. Yeah, you almost think that's kind of like a, you know, need to know. And he also, like, the way he did it to Killer Frost and Pariah, like, I understand Pariah because he kind of was the the bad guy in this whole thing. of this, yeah. But, uh, like, Killer Frost, he just walks up and like, here, hey, boom, boom. And like, shouldn't you ask first? Shouldn't you be like, yeah. do you want these memories? Yeah, do you want all this? Most people are going to be like, yeah, because it's better to know than to not know. Right. But it seems kind of intrusive. Well, it is. You know, yeah, it's like, he just kind of, like, I don't know. Like, for me, the way they they framed that, like, I, that's why I asked you, so, oh, did, like, is this... You know, like, I guess the red eye thing is always, you know, because later on when he did it, but it almost felt like it was an evil moment, especially right. too with him, like getting mega pissed at, um, I can't think of the guy's name, but the, the pariah, you know? Right. And it's just like, Nash wow. Wells. Yeah. Nash Wells. Like, dude. Lila. Just- That's Lila. Diggs, okay, Diggle's yeah. wife. Sorry. Great song though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, like I just, I felt like. You know, Marsh Matter was a little bit out of place in that one, but you're right. Now he's just flying around like you get memories. You get memories. <laughs> it's like so to me. It's like yeah, you'd, you'd probably check with the other Paragons first and like, do we unleash this knowledge to everybody? Do we talk about it? You know, because you know somebody like Black Lightning, that's tough. I mean, now it's like I mean, yes, there's the overwhelming joy of knowing that your children, your family survived. And now you live in a world where your comic book heroes are real, you know, but at the same time, do you give that man that pain? (laughs) So let me ask you this. Uh, You're not, you don't like, you don't usually watch these shows, but, and I don't know if this is your first entry into watching Legends of Tomorrow, but definitely in their newer fashion of telling stories on that show, uh, they did, they went very meta. Uh, the whole beginning of the episode was like them was the a, a few of the Paragons fighting Bebo, a giant Bebo, right? Okay, yeah, that that lost me. <laughs> so that was a part of like season three finale or something like that, where the the legends, the seven legends, came together and they made the giant Bebo to fight the bad guy. Uh, but the they kept saying things like, "Oh, you were in the crossover again, weren't you? Like you, I thought we said we weren't doing crossovers anymore, kind of thing, like because uh, they weren't a part of the last year's crossover or anything like that." Oh, okay. and, but. I mean, obviously, we say crossovers because we're watchers. We're audience members. Yeah. You wouldn't say that in in the world. Yeah, I'd be like, did you team up with everybody? Did you meet them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but they kept saying, you know, you you were in the crossover. And then uh, even Rick Gonzalez's character, Wild Dog, he's like, I'm never going to let my kids watch this show. Like, yeah, because he, he, he's watching it on a monitor. So he's calling it a show. But he's talking about Legends of Tomorrow because it's so weird and out there. Uh-huh. What did you think of the meta-ness of the whole thing? I guess I just, I was too oblivious because like I was just looking at it like, okay, who's this giant stuffed animal they're fighting? What's the point of it? So <laughs> there's the backstory of it. Uh, I did laugh though with them calling the crossover. Uh, to me, that just felt like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, yeah, you're the rookie. So it's like, you went to a Justice League meeting? Yeah. How cool was that? So that it played, it played that way to me. Uh, I didn't, I, like I said, I just, it, I'm too new that I didn't catch the menace of it. So I guess that's, that's an exciting thing for the fan who watches the show, but for the casual fan who comes in for these sneak peeks, I guess I'm there for the crossover too, <laughs> you know? So that was that. Um, so yeah, it, it, I mean, it was fun. It, it, it definitely was the weirder of the episodes, you know, but again, I guess that's just the style of that show. Yeah. It's out exactly. there. <laughs> uh, we got more of uh, Ryan Chow, Choi's Choi, yeah, Ryan character Choi. of, I mean, he never gets to be the Adam. He just, right, he's just the paragon, paragon of humanity. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of, you know, seeing more of him? Like, I don't know if he's going to be on Legends of Tomorrow at all. We know that Ben and Ralph is exiting after yeah. the season or during the season. I'm not too sure. So... I, I don't see how he can be he could be the Adam on Legends and traveling around when he's got a wife and kid. Yeah, like the the wife and child definitely anchor him, but not to say that you can't have a superhero family man, right? You know, and they could uh, come on the, the Wave Rider with him. Yeah, they that could. could be a thing. You know, so maybe that's you know like that's where they get to play with the idea of Heat Wave and, and taking care of another baby. You know? Yeah, like, oh, here you go. <laughs> um, he did a great job. Like honestly, like I I really liked. Um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Like, well, I, I I appreciated when he talked to the monitor. I thought that was really good. Uh, but I did laugh because everybody was like, "You are a great human," you know, <laughs> like 
the guy is a cool guy, but you know, it's just so, but, um, I, I, I think he definitely played well to his strength you know, for what he was supposed to be. Cause he did, he would give that moment of like, this is humanity. And it's like, okay, that, that was pretty neat. Um, but outside of like that one outside of the, the monitor talk, I didn't really get too much from him, you know? And it's a shame because like, he's, he's showing that he's smart, you know, like he definitely stood up there. Cause like I was saying, when the monitor started grow or the anti-monitor started growing and you got, uh, Ray, Ryan, uh, Superman, Superman, and they are they're working no well oh, they're building the machine yeah okay yeah it wasn't um, luther it wasn't luther um mick yeah mick because yeah the geek team that's yeah where, like, and mick had to, so he had to be their bodyguard but the minute barry showed up i was like oh this reminds me of justice league the new frontier yeah uh both the comic and the the movie adaptation you know and especially with it being barry being the one to deliver the device to do it I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay that's interesting no they definitely um, did that on purpose yeah you know so he builds it and uh but yeah i kind of wish they would have had some kind of foreshadowing of you know him being the, him being the next Adam. You know because I thought it was neat when they interacted with Ryan and 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 Ray. You know he's like, oh, I call it the Adam verse. And he's like, wouldn't it be better as a microverse? You know, oh, oh trademark. You yeah. know, but I thought that was fun. So I kind of wish they would have played up more with that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I hope he does pop up more. That that'd be a waste of a character if they don't use him. Yeah. So um, coming to that that final battle with the Annie Monitor again. You had, uh, was it Superman and Adam and Supergirl fighting him? And the idea is to shrink him down into the microverse to the point where he can't get out, where he just keeps shrinking. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that great of a battle. And it was a takedown that's, and it doesn't, I don't know, the whole he can't get out of the. The microverse? I don't know. Can't, why can't he? He's pretty all powerful. Well, the thing is, you can't destroy all the antimatter, right? Like, yeah. what's to say he can't just start generating more antimatter to sustain himself? I mean, if he could have went from a normal sized man to being tall, why can't he just keep doing that to counter the effect? Yeah, it would weaken him and make him tired or whatnot. But yeah, it it was just such a. But it's so funny though, thinking about that character, even in terms of the comics. So he is created for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, you know, at least the monitor had more appearances before crisis, but the anti-monitor is created solely for crisis. And that was it. Like his, his big story is just that that's it. Um, that's why it was such a big thing. Like if you can go back to the Sinestro core war, when the anti-monitor shows up to be one of the fear lanterns, it's like, Oh my God, (laughs) we haven't seen this character since crisis on infinite earths. You know, I mean, Plus, it would make sense for him to have a yellow lantern since it's from the anti-monitor. Yeah, the quad. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, that would definitely. I wish I kept hoping they would have said quad at some point. <laughs> you know, like recognizing that. Uh, but well, I think with him shrunken, shrunken down, it means that they have the ability to bring him back. Like, oh yeah, well he'll come back. You know, it's like hey, I can always come back. I can do something. Yeah, no, he's not done, nor should he be. But this was his big moment, yeah. and it was very small. <laughs> very. Uh, what do you think going into next year's crossover could it be, or what? What's another storyline that you you would love to see as a crossover? I think, to me, I think at this point you can't you can't wait too much longer. Maybe not next year, but it has to be within the next two years, two three years. You have to go with uh, New Gods and Apocalypse, right? You have to fight Darkseid here pretty soon. That would be great, but I I feel like... Because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, why wasn't Brandon Routh uh, Ted Court? Because the studios are holding on to that character. Mm -hmm. So so I I feel like Darkseid is is off limits to TV. Um, What do you do? Well, and that's a bummer because I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, if, if if you follow along the way they've done their stuff, the first DC story crossover, like event after Crisis on Infinite Earths was Legends. Mm-hmm. And Legends was great because like that's one where you could do these team-ups and you don't have to worry about spending a ton of money for spectacle because it was like G. Gilbert Godfrey who was the bad guy and he's secretly one of the new gods and he's just basically brainwashing people with TV. You know, heroes are bad, heroes are bad. And then of course the population turns on the heroes, but then the heroes save the day and thus showing their merit. So that's a nice, easy story. It's a feel good piece. You know, you could definitely, it justifies why all the heroes would have to be recognized <laughs> um, and things like that. 
So you'd want to go that way, but as I just said, you know, that's New God stuff. I feel like they're off task, or they're off the plate right yeah. now, you know, because, I mean, depending on how the movie does, you know, maybe they'll be willing to say, hey, yeah, we can have multiple versions. Which, I, w- I would love to see who know. they would cast as G. Gordon Godfrey, though. Like, I can't, I mean, obviously, I, I, th- I picture Tim Curry because he was the voice, but... For me, I see Conan. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I don't know if he'd that. want to play on that stuff, but it's like probably not. How fun would that be? You know, um, so yeah, that that's what's tough about. It. I guess honestly, like I, it, now, it's just picking something that I want that I like and, and think about it. They can they can put any one of the heroes that are on on the shows into the parts of the. So like, you could pick Doomsday. And it would be Supergirl that has to die or something like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously there is a Superman, so he could do he could do it too. He could, but he could go as well. Um, no, I guess I man, that's tough. Like, what's a cry? I, I guess honestly, at this point, it's like, well, let's have some fun. Maybe, maybe do Sins of Youth. You know, I don't uh, know if we have enough teen heroes, but I'm fine with that. Just make well, you all could do, the, they just get reduced to childhood. Just, yeah, uh, but then again, you're right that that gets it tough. So I guess maybe maybe you just go way out in the future and do one, one million. million. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking the I'm exact happy same with those. Thing, you know? <laughs> I could I would love to see everybody, especially if we got an hour man in the Star Girl show. Like there's the doorway right there. Yeah, you could link that into it. You know, yeah. So I think those would be some fun ones. So yeah, I'm definitely drawing on the fifth week events of my youth. <laughs> uh, then they'll just do day of judgment. So that way they could, that way it has to be, well, uh, Ollie, Ollie Specter comes they, back. Ollie Specter. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, uh, in the, the next two years when we, after we had, uh, the green lantern TV show, green lantern core, you know, we could have a, a war of light, like, Hey, I'm down for or that, even man. a night darkness darkest night or blackest night. Sorry, blackest night. Yeah, yeah, that I'm could be pretty interesting. Well, so that I'm, could be because what would be fun about that is again they like I will say this Warner Brothers DC CW whoever the the, the TV stuff they do such a great job of bringing back mm-hmm. classic actors who have worked on these properties. I think that's great. So that would be fun where it's like you know hey call you know John Wesley Shipp hey you want to play Barry one more time <laughs> we're gonna do you know Black Lantern Barry Flash well, so you could see that you know if they did it I'm sure they would have him come back as uh, the Jay Garrick no nope. Henry Allen Henry thank you. Yeah, Just to be, mess around with that'd Barry's be, head. That'd be well. I mean, do both. You know, give me, <laughs> give me the Black Lantern CBS '90s Flash. But yeah, you can give Henry Allen. I don't care. I'm not attached to that. That's but fine. if I see that that '90s Flash running like that, like I'm just gonna be like, oh god, it's so sad. <laughs> um. So I guess okay. So let's talk about one thing that we're totally missing. That's huge. Marv Wolfman. Oh, that's right. Marv Wolfman, the creator. Of well, one of the creators of the yeah, the, well, the writer of the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. He shows up in the beginning of the second episode, the fifth episode of the Crisis, and he wants uh super, or he wants Supergirls and Barry Barry, Flash. A- Barry Allen Flash autograph, which is hilarious because he is the he one killed who both killed them. both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I think you had the perfect joke though. He's like, "Watch it, kid! I could kill you again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't go sassing off to me here. Yeah, uh, I thought it was neat. Like, it, and especially too, like, like so when we were talking about, it, um, like to me, he definitely he seemed hopeful and jovial because, like, he just had that nasty fall. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this looks good. So, but I could see, I guess, I could see his fanboy like <laughs> gushing, you know, because it's like. Like that's what I love about Marv. He is just a big kid. No, oh, yeah. He when we just, got to talk you know, to him, that was yeah. Definitely, you got to see that how he loves the yeah, the like, he loves one comic stuff, books yeah. and then two the one the stories that he wrote. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so that that was I'm glad that they did that. So it's pretty cool that basically we've seen a version of the Infinity Gauntlet over in Marvel, and they had Jim Starlin in it. And yeah. now we've seen Crisis on Infinite Earth, and they have Marv Wolfman. I will say, though, I think Marv got the better end of the deal because, <laughs> yeah, Jim is in a motion picture, but he didn't even have a line. He, didn't. he was just sitting there at the therapy group. No, maybe he did have a line. I, forget I think he now. says, when did you cry? Yeah, something like that. But yeah. definitely Marv had the cooler point to get to address when, and deal when with did, it. What about you or something like that? Eh? Yeah. Uh, but they also had a, a nod to George Perez with the, the yeah, name Perez of... Perez Landing or something per, like that. Was it Perez Landing or thing Strip? Or, or? Strip, something. But yeah, that dock... Yeah, given to him. Yeah, I really wish they would have brought him up. I, I think why he wouldn't have been. I think it would have been fun if they had both George and uh, Marv coming together and be oh, like, yeah. "Oh my god," you know, or or what could have been funny. Uh, George should be giving them a drawing. Oh, I made this drawing of you. I want well, that's you to what have. I was gonna say was when because when they take out whether 
uh, which, you know, it's kind of like on a, it seems like it's on a dock or right. a pier or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, there's always people drawing on piers and stuff. You could have just totally had George Perez sitting there drawing Superman <laughs> or Supergirl and uh, Flash. Yeah. That would have been pretty awesome. Yeah, that would have been fun. I mean, I wonder if he would draw, if he's drawn any uh, versions of like those two actors as those characters at this point. You know, oh man, like outside of commissions, yeah, I don't think so. But no, I mean, in, commissions, commissions for sure, he's done it. Yeah, like okay. I'm sure he's done it. Somebody's asked him to, but for official stuff, no, because it seems like they've recently been going with Jerry Ordway. Because also, if you want more of this TV phenomenal event, um, go to Walmart. Go to Walmart or go to your local comic shop. Uh, they are doing two Crisis on Infinite Earths giants. Uh, these 100-page books. So it'll be two new stories and then two reprints. Um, the first one was already released at the local comic shop in Walmart. The second one should be dipping out right about now, probably at Walmart first. Uh, if you are a hardcore collector, they have special covers. So Walmart will have its own cover. Comic book shops will have their own. And then they will collect both of those giants with everything in a hardcover book that will be released way later, like in the year. Like they should have struck a little bit faster <laughs> to get this out there. But yeah, so uh, where was it going with that? But like, uh, yeah, they, so they got Jerry Ordway drawing the inside. So like we've seen a panel of the Brandon Routh Kingdom Come Superman in comic book form as well. So anything else do you feel like we missed from... I mean, like I said, there was a lot of fighting. We just skipped over that stuff because it's just fighting. It's, well, so I, I will say this. Like, I, my excitement for it, like, obviously I was hyped for it. I am very hyped for this event. And overall, it was fun. Mm -hmm. But I I didn't feel it was as grand as it could have been. Like, I don't know. Tonight's episodes, these last two, like, they were good, but they just didn't. Like, I guess one, two, and three definitely, like, wow, they hit me with some solid punch. These last two just kind of felt like... Okay, you know, like it, it just felt like another episode, I guess. Um, well, I think one, two, and three, since it had all the cameos and stuff like that, that hit you. That's a probably bit yeah. Closer, maybe you're right. Or that's a little more. It, it definitely hit me. Um, like I, I, I wanted more of Paragon Superman. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted, like I am just phenomenally, like I'm wearing the Kingdom Come Superman shirt, you know, and I got my custom action figure out for this. Uh, I was hoping for more. I mean, I'm glad we got that little blip of him flying and the new version of the S. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, but I was hoping to have seen more of him. You know, I thought that would have been great. Um, the Anti-Monitor, just, again, great cosmic scale villain defeated with such a simple chore. Um, there's Fallout, but I don't think it's going to be addressed because it didn't feel like Fallout. But, like, what happens now that those Earths, especially... Supergirl's Earth and, and well, I guess the three Earths, uh, Black Lightning's Earth, Supergirl's Earth, and then the rest of the CW, they've merged together. What mm -hmm. does that mean? What does that look like? But again, I don't think anybody's going to deal with it, you know, because it's like, yeah, all three of them may have had Bill who lived on that world. Right. And he's, the, he's prime of Bill because they've all been put <laughs> together. But what about others? Like, was there any uniqueness? You know? Yeah. I mean, that is interesting because essentially we only know these three that are on the CW like shows right. that are, that have been merged together. Everything else is still separate. I mean, why, why not make everything one, one earth? And then now is there going to be times where black lightning just cannot deal with the, with all the things that are going on in Freeland by himself. And all of a sudden, you know, Supergirl comes in to help. Like kind of thing is is there going to be more cameos in each other's episodes? I guess is the yeah. is the bigger thing. Like, well, and then even then, like, what about people like in his case? Like, he saw Superman as a comic book character. Yeah. So I mean, is that memory gone, I would or see. did he get to retain it because Martian Manor gave it? So it's like you know, because that was one thing. Like I said, at least in the comic, they did address that where everybody was like, "No, this is the way it's always been." You know, Star yeah. City and Argo. No, not Argo. Uh, what's Supergirl's home? National City. National City. They've always been neighboring towns. Or yeah. Whatever. You know, so I just I guess they didn't do enough dropping of that to make it feel that way. So that way, some people would be like going on. What's going on with this? Uh, I think it would have been neat if they had done something that the original crisis ended with. So they had the psycho pirate and he was locked up in an insane asylum and he was like, oh, my God, it happened. It happened. I remember it. Worlds live. Worlds died. Nothing is the same, you know. So that would have been cool if there had been somebody like maybe that should have been Harrison Wells where he had to suffer with that curse knowing that Nashville's, I did something yeah. stupid and I did. Oh, sorry. Nashville's not Harrison. I don't know. Um, well, Harrison was another version of the character. Yeah, it's okay. God, that's been ridiculous. He could just have his own crisis. <laughs> um, but 
you know, something like that. That would have been kind of a neat, another nod back to the original crisis. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping because it is odd that we didn't get, they did so much to be like the original crisis on infinite Earth right. that we didn't get the psycho pirate character. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there is fallout. Like you're going to find out there is a, you know, and one of the shows, I don't know which show, I, I don't even know who it would fit best in. If it's Supergirl or Superman or uh, Batwoman or, uh, you know, whatever, at this point, but uh, there is some dude that remembers the the different Earths yeah, and everything being separate yeah. and stuff like that. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess just something fun to ask. What was what was the best thing that you saw out of all of it? The whole five episodes? Yeah, five. I mean, oof. and you can even have multiple because like I, I know my two right off the top of my head. Like I'll, I'll, I'll stall you for some time. Okay. Um, I really appreciate the fact that, and I, I think I saw this on one of the, the talking clips or something like that, but they did. They gave an ending to uh, the 90s Barry Allen Flash show. Oh, yes. Because that show just, I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, I was a young kid. This was amazing stuff. Uh, it was one of my first superheroes that I followed and watched, and the show just ended. There was no like, oh, you know, here's the last. It just ended, and you're just like, oh, what happened? So I do appreciate the fact that the new Flash show, the CW, has brought in that character and given him full conclusion. So I thought it was great, and it was very, it was a tearful, beautiful moment that as he's running, and then of course he thinks of Tina, and mm-hmm. it's like, wow, and that that was very touching. Like that, that definitely was huge for me. Um, Again, getting to see Brandon Routh in costume as Superman, Paragon Superman was fantastic. I just that quote that he threw out there when uh, when Lois is like, you know, asking about the symbol, and he's like, even in the darkest times, hope cuts through. Hope is the light that lifts us out of the darkness. Like, damn, that's a good, <laughs> you know, like it. It just doesn't get any better than that, and that was something amazing. So I I, I hope. That that's not the end of that Paragon Superman. I would love for him to pop up. Maybe maybe in the Lois and Clark show or Lois and Superman show. Superman and Lois. You know, they, they could have something like that. So those those moments stand out the most to me. So I guess, yeah, like part three would be my favorite episode of the entirety <laughs> of it. Uh, and part two was pretty cool as well. Uh, I mean, I would say that I loved all the nods to the different worlds. Like, especially when you came to like... You know, Burt Ward showing up or, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the actress who played uh, uh, Huntress oh, yeah, in, the, that's right, in the, the Birds of Prey the show. Birds of Praise, yeah. Uh, I mean, not that I was a big fan of that show, but just the fact that well, it's, it's cool there. That they invited it, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let me ask you this real quick, though. Uh, with the Earth 2 where um, Stargirl is going to be existing, which we know that John Wesley Ship also played Jay Garrick you know, on earth three, what if he was the earth Two Jay Garrick? That would be awesome. Yes. I would be, I would be okay be, with this too. Yeah. I don't care what, what number you want to call it. <laughs> I would be happy because I love Jay Garrick. Uh, and I love John Wesley ship. I think he's a great actor. So it's like, Hey, that's nothing but win, win right there. So yeah, <laughs> team him up with an awesome guy who's playing Alan Scott and I've got my golden age flash <laughs> and green lantern. I'm stoked. Yeah. Um, some other I don't really know what I would have to say is some of my favorite parts I would have liked it if we got to see some of the past characters um that have passed away like if we got to see the the Firestorm characters if we got to see a Wally West if we got to see um uh yeah Roy 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 would have been nice I think yeah. I mean, I don't know if he passed away, but he it's interesting that now you're naming people. It's like, wow, that's true. We didn't see some a lot of those characters that had been in the early seasons of these shows. Yeah. Yeah. So even Rip Hunter, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, Rip like, Hunter was there. He didn't there. make any appearance at all. But like I said, I, I I'm overall happy with the with the five episodes. Well, I got to say just throwing this at you, watching watching the show and watching it with you, not watching you. That would sound <laughs> But when Diggle's daughter came out, that was the biggest reaction I heard from you like, it was, out of all of that. That was like, oh, my God, you know, like that. Because I've, I've seen you watch these shows and but that one that got you. So I don't know if maybe that's just something to give you thought. It was. You know why? And it, why it's because it's always been something that's tugged at me. Like uh-huh. since 
they erased her from existence. Like it's just like you just erased a whole person and nobody noticed. <laughs> nobody paid attention. No one no one made a big deal about it. So to Somebody me, did notice. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> to me it was a big deal. Uh I I really love the the lowest line of uh you know the boys want need need you right now uh-huh. to me just the that right now the idea of that, that or whatever mystery. that means that yeah. mystery yes is just so exciting to me uh so You've got your elongated man nose wiggling <laughs> like what's going on with this <laughs> so I I'm excited to see what the the next batch of shows is and and i'll be there so yeah i'm very excited to see what they're going to do how it's all going to tie in together you know so we know for sure flash supergirl black lightning and legends are coming back right right uh now we add in green arrow and the black canaries superman and lois so that's putting us at six shows did you already you already counted batwoman Oh, and Batwoman. Sorry, so seven shows. Yeah. Well, there's your league. <laughs> yeah, there's no kidding, right? Just make sure you get one rep from each show, and you got it all set. <laughs> yeah, no, they, it, CW. I think after Greg Berlanti did well, you know, did moderately well with Arrow, and then he and then he brought in the Flash, and Flash did gangbuster numbers. Yeah. Like they're just like, okay, maybe, maybe let's try we, the superhero stuff. Maybe out. <laughs> we don't just shit on TV superhero TV like kind of thing. Yeah. So. Uh, you got more ideas? Sure. Here's a legend show. What? All right. All right. A whole bunch of heroes. What next? Black Lightning. Black Lightning. All right. And then then Batwoman. And then, you know, more and more. So we'll adopt Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. There's. Oh yeah. We brought. It, well, it's his show. They just. They thought that Supergirl was going to be bigger, so they put it onto their big network because uh-huh. CW is half Warner Brothers, half. That's right. CBS. It is, yeah. Uh, but CBS was like. Yeah, it didn't really do the numbers that we wanted to do. You can have your little yeah, superhero back. show back. But again, it, that 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 just in the anybody could have told you at the start. You don't separate all that stuff. No, no. I mean, that's. I mean, look at what Marvel's doing. Yeah, their TV sh- or their movies. So yeah, it's like let's get Spider Man and the whole family back already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I think we, we did a good job covering it all. If you had some more that you'd like to talk about, please reach out to us. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M-G-E-M, stands for Geek Elite Media. You can find Chris on Twitter at... Uh, stuff I should say, stuff being spelled like stuff, should being spelled S-H-U-D. <laughs> the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website that's what it's called geeklyemedia.com but until next time this is geekly media saying always remember to geek, geek out this concludes our broadcast Beep.